You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. They offer just about every battery under the sun, from car and truck batteries to batteries for your trail cameras and rangefinders. Select retail locations even offer cell phone repair and cracked screen repair. Find a local retail location at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Land and Legacy Podcast. We're your hosts, Adam Keith. And Matt Dye. This is your number one resource for all things land. If you're interested in conservation, habitat management, hunting strategy, and rural real estate, this is the podcast for you. All right, guys, welcome back to Land Lakes Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Keith. Matt Dye says he's feeling under the weather tonight uh, based on a text I just received. So um, he's traveling. He's been consulting in Kansas and uh, now he's part of a hunt out in northern Kansas <clears throat> where uh, rearranging schedules seems like that's the norm for 2020, 2021. Um, and here we are, and his counterpart on, in the Kansas camp um, is Chainsaw Chad, and he's joining us once again, Chad. I'm, and I'm not under the weather. You're not. I think, I think you, we may have just overdid it with Matt. Uh, just, you know, some people just can't hang. No, can't take life and turkey camp. <laughs> yeah, he says, I'm not feeling real great. Big head cold horse. Um, so I'm just going to let you and Chad do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, funny. Um, man, before we jump in, you know, it is, well, today's April 25th. Sunday night, um, this will release on the 27th, and, uh, you know, right in the heat of Missouri turkey season, getting ready to kick off. I know guys down south are already planting spring food plots. We're going to be planting spring food plots sometime soon, so it's a busy time of the year for a land manager, habitat manager, Um, and so I'm going to give a quick shout out to you guys about our habitat workshops in Alabama as well as Michigan. Guys, I'm not sure there's going to be a better investment for your farm as far as learning the tools of the trade that we promote here on this podcast. From edge feathering to old field management, invasive species control, timber stand improvement projects, and everything else we discuss week in and week out here on the podcast. So if you want to learn more about that, go to shoplandandlegacy.com, click on the field events tab. Chad, um, we've had an interesting spring so far um as we kind of jump right in in the middle of um missouri turkey season 
I'm, st- I'm starting to, for some reason, my audio is really turned up tonight. And uh, I, I'm like, oh, that's where my daughter gets it. Um, I can hear my lips smacking. And uh, my little girl, you know, Maya, she does that all the time. And she'll go, and I'm like sitting here hearing that going, oh, my goodness, she gets that from me. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, I want to say, before we talk about this year's um, turkey hunts, Let's talk about last year's turkey hunts real quick um, because it is uh, something I want to make make known is we have been releasing these videos on <clears throat> on our YouTube channel. And I just released them. Just released them, yep, last week. Uh, one, one this past week and one week before that. And I'm going to try to edit uh, or get one edited um, to put out this week of hopefully your opening day bird. So, um, you know, I guess go to our YouTube channel, Land and Legacy, and please subscribe while you're over there and click the little bell and, and get notified when you're whenever we do launch a new video. And I want to say two of them, one of them called Spring Turkey Success, Bully Jake, Sneaky Toms, and the other one, um, gobbler at three yards and uh one of the best comments i saw on the gobbler at three yards came through tonight a guy commented and said something along the lines of that right there is a bra moment <laughs> um yeah and i was like that that is exactly what that moment was is that was definitely yeah this is legit a bra moment and uh Totally. Well, you, can't, you can't like set those up. You can't like you can't set up a hunt to do that. No. You're gonna you're gonna fail nine times nine point nine times out of ten if you try to pull that off. Yeah. Just happened to work that way. I don't know how those turkeys did not see you. Um <clears throat> long story short, you guys chase birds all morning and eventually you crawled up on a little levee, and a levee with a barbed wire fence right on top of it. And because you couldn't crawl out to put a decoy out, you just stuck a Jake decoy right on top of the levee. And what proceeds to happen is one of the most, you know, for us, we don't reap, we don't fan, whatever you want to call it. We just, we just you say that. Just we don't do that very often, I should say. It's something that we very rarely do because what we enjoy doing is setting up against a tree or setting up and trying to call a bird in and get him into 20 yards and really watch him do his thing. And so we just don't do it. Not to say I don't, I'm bashing it, but we just tend to not do it. And uh, I, uh, this is one of those accidental fans, accidental reaping because of the way they reacted to the decoy and their approach, they did not do what you would expect them to do. And I think for me, I I think it kind of reiterated the fact of like when turkeys are trying to be dominant, they, you know how they always say, try to get above them, Um, try to get above your turkeys because they don't, they don't really necessarily want to come in downhill of you or be below you, and I think that's what this was, was 
they were trying to get on the levee and get on the same elevation as that Jake decoy. And because of that, they crawled by at three yards. Yeah. It was, Have you it ever was, shot a turkey closer than that? No, no, no way. Yeah. Uh, I've had one shot that close to me, but never, I've never shot one that close. Yeah. And so, um, if you watch the hunt, you'll see, well, you frankly, what I'm seeing now is when you completely lose your emotions and you, and you go into <laughs> dude mode. Um, and by dude mode, I mean, when the guy says, dude, <laughs> dude, you don't know what else to dude, say. Dude, dude. Your yeah. whole body's shaking, and you're so wrecked from a turkey being that close to you. Yeah, and so, uh, um, you know, what you see on the video uh, is a turkey at three yards. You shoot, and you hit him the first shot, but you almost just, like, slit his throat. Um, yeah. And so he's still running. Even though he's hit, he's still running. As he runs off, you hit him again, um, kind of body shot. Um, and then we proceed to cut the video. You know, I, I think anybody who's got a close eye can see this turkey's moved a little bit from the last time they saw him, but <laughs> it's kind of panic mode as this turkey's running around and you end up seeing him, he's dead. But basically you shot at him again and he flopped over the side of the field and you you guys finally got him taken out completely. Um, I think well, it's I think, what, one I of think the... I think a lot of people can relate to having a semi-auto and you drain it you shoot it dry before you even realize you've done it uh-huh yeah and so and we you know the way we the way we handle our videos is and uh, like a podcast we're probably more real like i've talked about wounding the buck last year uh we've talked about things that I, I can assure you being in the hunting industry don't usually make the cut and we've talked about them here on the podcast the video we try to not show things we just want to kind of cut and go you you get the point you know what happened um you know there's some things better left unseen and we'll just tell you about them here on a podcast but this basically was a full uh, a full case of what chad does best and drain a semi-auto shotgun very quickly um <laughs> and so turkey's dead it's just a really crazy hunt when you look at it it's like how did in the world did that happen um, but you guys used elevation because this farm has very, very little uh, cover out on the on that part. Uh, it's pretty much fence posts and levees, and so you used dirt instead of trees. And fortunately, you were able to get it done. And, and the videos had a lot of views for us. Um, our YouTube channel has been pretty inconsistent in the regularity of uh, of posting, but we're going to try to get better and better in 2021. Uh, with a few moves or with one move and hopefully some other, uh, another move coming in the near future, Matt and I will be at our farms a lot more regularly to do this sort of thing. But, um, yeah, it's an incredible hunt. I encourage every one of our listeners to go check it out. Gobbler at three yards, Missouri spring turkey hunting is the title of it. And, uh, it's got just a really intense, uh, encounter. Um, uh, pretty cool. And then the other one was, uh, Chad's hunt that I kill on. How's that work? Um, <laughs> that would have been your second bird, but uh, you were trying to kill one with Grandpa's quail gun, and a bird that came in was just a little too far because I set the decoy out for 12-gauge range, not 
quail load. Not even realizing what was going on. Not even thinking about it because it was in a rush. Yeah. The bird was closing the distance and it was just throw it out there and go. And then it was like, because I remember as you came walking back, I said, you put that too far. Uh huh. It's like, well, it's too late now. Yeah. And so, um, too late now and ended up having a beautiful bird come in and, um, you shot and, uh, didn't get him. And as he ran off, I mowed him down and, uh, that was my second bird. So last year, un- unlike, uh, well, I'll round it up. So last year's turkey hunts for me resulted in a, about a 13 minute hunt to kill my first bird on the second day of season. And then, um, so very little calling. I mean, I ripped, I ripped at those birds for five minutes and then they were running across the field to us. <laughs> and then, um, the second bird that I kill, it was your hunt. You were calling mainly. I called some, but, um, basically, uh, it was your hunt and then I just finished it up, I guess with sloppy seconds. And, uh, so I didn't really hunt that much. Um, last year, as far as actually being on the gun, and uh, there's it. That's what it is. Oh, old Seth Harker, he commented. And I'll tell you what he said here in a little bit. As as this video plays on my screen, um, <laughs> the thing that uh, you know, so I was like, okay, well, uh, I hunted all of maybe 13 minutes last year as the actual hunter in our group. Usually, there's two or three of us running around together. And so uh, last year I spent way more time behind the camera or behind the scenes calling than actually being the hunter. But that's fine. Um, Tagged out, not complaining. And then what was the other one? This year, um, as we jump into this year's hunt, uh, I want to remind you, though, Chad, what Seth said is tell Chad to stop putting his hands over the end of those barrels, which he's got a point. Um, you do it a lot, and I think all of us do that, but you just never know when that thing's going to go off. Um, but anyway. Um, this year's hunt. This year's hunt. So I don't know where you're going to catch it or when you're going to catch it. I know it's for National Wild Turkey Federation Turkey Call, um, or their show called Turkey Call, and I believe it is on um, – it is on Mossy, Mossy Oaks Go, Go app, um, which I don't know if you can. Uh, oh goodness, I think that's only on smartphones, or can you watch that online too? No, you can probably watch it online. Um, yeah, I don't know. Looks like it, but um, we have to <coughs> sign in. I'm sure, but so there's the national NWTF turkey call and um they're doing a film on us and the hunt was captured um by uh slate and glass who's producing that um friends of ours are producing that show and they did the hunt with us and uh chad was fortunate enough you went out the basically the uh the weekend before and we already had a pretty good idea of what's going on actually back back on the farm Actually, back on the farm. That's right. So if you heard the podcast, Chad and I bought this farm um, right next to our family farm in February and expanded the family farm. So now we have a decent chunk of ground, and we're all basically we're, we're hunting it. And it was kind of our first time hunting 
this farm as the owners. Um, and it's the first time we've hunted it. Uh, shoot. The first time, the first time you and I have hunted opening day together there. Yep. This is the first time you've ever hunted it opening day, I think. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, cause if you go back to when I had time, like, or in college days, um, would have been the, uh, it would have been hunting a family farm. And so, you know, I'm not really, <laughs> I'm not really hunting it a whole lot. Uh, I hunted it, I turkey hunted it some, um, you know, in, in years, you know, just a few years ago, uh, but never on opening day. And so, uh, it was our first time hunting it opening day. And it was also uh, first time hunting it as the actual owners, which had a little bit of a different feel to us. Like I said before, though, it doesn't feel any different, really, as owners versus people taking caretakers because we've been on this farm forever. And so I guess the only difference is you look at it with a little bit more skin in the game. Yeah. So opening day... First time you and I have turkey hunted opening day together on this farm ever. Um, and which we still haven't thought of a good name for it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, so I, <clears throat> I roosted the night before and I actually roosted multiple birds, but this one, the one you ended up hunting, I was pretty, pretty certain on his location. I mean, had it pretty well pinned down. I'd heard it fly up. It never gobbled on the roof, so I didn't know for certain. But it was like, all right, that's we're going to set up on that bird. If that is, if that is the bird I heard gobbling earlier, mm-hmm. then it's going to be right there. It ought to come right through the saddle, and it did. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, we, for sure, it was. Uh, you you were like, I'm pretty sure there's one roosted up there around the loading dock. Well, okay, that's pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good idea. We know where they're going to be. Let's just get there. And lo and behold, uh, we got there. <laughs> and he gobbled, and it was kind of like, okay, this is a pretty good spot. Stuck the decoy out, and uh, I sat down, and you guys jumped back behind. Matt uh, Barnett, who's the production uh, field production guy, cameraman, he sat down a little bit behind me, and I started calling, and Bird gobbled. Pretty quickly, he flew down, called, he gobbled, and by 6.20, the bird was on the ground. Um, Just pretty stinking incredible, and if you really want to hear the whole story, he came right down a logging road. Um, I mean, kind of one of those opening morning, it's calm, it's cool, and he gobbled, and he strutted, and you could hear wings dragging in the gravel. He's spinning around, coming right up the logging road, hung up at the main crossing where a couple roads come together. Finally committed, crawled into, or I guess he walked into 35 yards, and I shot him. Um, <clears throat> to be honest with you, uh, <laughs> running a Vortex, running the new Vortex Spark Solar Red Dot. Um, I I've shot a Red Dot on 22s, but I've never, this is the first time I ever used a red dot, um, a true just single red dot. I've used a lot of scopes and different, and other, uh, other, I guess, could be red dots, but they have 
solitary uh, uh, dots or crosshairs still in them, but you can make them glow. So this is the first time I ever used just a true red dot. And uh, I didn't want him to get much closer than that because I'm like, I don't know, about 20 yards or 10 yards. Eh, let's just shoot him at 35. So as soon as he kind of stopped, I, sh- I shot him. And, uh, you know, I think um, it's pretty awesome, to be honest with you, to, to kind of sit back as the new landowners and to go and have a healthy population of turkeys, more on that later, and uh, just feel like, man, this is just – this is why we do it. This is, a, uh, you know, all the burning and different things. One of the big well, to things. Go from, to go from what we had, <clears throat> where there wasn't that long ago that we had two long beards on that place, uh-huh. to we worked multiple birds throughout the morning. Yep. Yep. And we'll go ahead and get into my hunt. Yeah, so I harvested mine, and <laughs> as I harvested mine, it was like, okay, that's cool. Here's a shotgun. And bird fires up just right off the hill and uh, trying to get all set up and everything, kind of everybody in position. Bird comes in, but he acts like he sees something right out of the gate. And he very well could have. Um, At that point, Matt's camera battery had died on the camera. So he was trying to get a new battery in, shooting a big, very expensive camera that doesn't have the great battery, the greatest battery life in the world. And he probably could have seen that, but um, that bird never actually, you know, I, I, I guess I should say one of the differences of, of what we're trying to do is ensure that we have good footage and a good story. And so a bird comes in, hangs off to the side, gets very skittish, finally comes in. But when he comes in, it's like the walking bird, just like doop do doop do not great footage, not gobbling, not strutting, just a walking turkey. And let him walk. <laughs> and you let him walk. <clears throat> I was taking a drink, and I was hoping you'd jump in. Um, yeah. Him and three Jakes? Two or Two Jakes. Jakes. Yeah, so a long beard and two Jakes finally step out into the road. But at that point, I'm like, okay, he's going to shoot. But this is terrible. He's not gobbling, not doing anything. And you just let him walk. And he was, what, 30 yards or 25 yards? Probably 30, 35. I he think was you just... walked right where your bird okay. died. Um, yeah. Same tree. It was funny. You set up in the same tree I was at. I set up the same tree you were at. It was just kind of we played musical trees. And we set up in different spots. And a uh, bird came in and... Um, just didn't quite put on the show, so you let him walk. Come, come to find out, it worked out for the best because we end up we ended up with a great hunt. Yes, to pay us back for not just shooting the turkey, just to shoot it. Yeah, and because. so we rolled over, got on some other birds. Um, two two birds, uh, kind of as we were making a move, some uh, other birds fired off. And we kind of tried to cut the distance, and in the process of that, we got down in the hardwoods and uh, didn't have the best setup in the world, and it quickly proved why. And the birds came in, didn't really want to commit to our setup, and so once again... We had a, <clears throat> we had a hump out in front of us about 25 yards, yeah, or like 20 yards, and they came to like 
30. Yeah. I could, I mean, I could have killed both of them at different points, but it was you with the camera, couldn't see them real well, never had the greatest footage, so we let them walk too, thinking yeah. that we would readjust and set up on them again because uh-huh. they gobbled really well. Yeah, but then they, they never, yeah, they never gobbled again. So we wanted to check out our burn. On, I mean, we had. Uh, ideas of turkeys we could probably get on probably better than what we did but we're like well let's go check out the berm we all want to see it let's just go look at that we've got three weeks to hunt and while we're looking at that we spot birds on the how far was that 800 i I think or close to it 800 yards across way over on the the neighbor's open hillside and it's like oh that's cool there's some three there's three longbeards and I'd seen, I'd seen, I'm pretty certain, those three birds in a field closer the day before as part of why we thought we had a shot at those turkeys. And it was one of those that were so far off, you would watch them. We'd call. It would be a delay. Matt was watching through binoculars, and he's like, he'd say, yep, they gobbled. And then it'd be a delay, and then we'd hear the gobble. Yeah. And it's like, they're interested i think let's get a little let's get down the hill a little ways and and give them a little something to think about it just it was one of those it was never we never really thought oh yeah they're gonna come in those birds are committed they're coming in the whole time we were talking amongst ourselves like there's no way they're gonna do this there's there's really no way they're gonna come this far Uh they're gonna hang up down there they're gonna hang up at this and before we knew it, they'd crossed. They crossed a big field, two fences, a county road, another field, a creek. And they flew the across the creek. As soon as they flew across the creek, it was like, okay, they're for real coming. Even though they're only yeah. down the hill about 100 yards, they're for real coming. And so we ran back. And Chad, I don't know if you know this, but I rewatched the footage. The turkeys, uh, when they flew across the creek, I turn and you can hear some mumbling or whatever, and we run, and I left it rolling the whole time. And so you just hear us, like, scrambling around, grabbing stuff, and running back and, and laying down <laughs> uh, or getting into the trees. And then you, I hit record, and I just let it play through again. And it's just us scrambling and making some chat back and forth. Matt going, should I go back? I think the last word said was, should I drop back to float? And you and I kind of look at him, and you call, and the bird gobbles, and we didn't even say anything to him. It was kind of like, <laughs> that should answer your question, because <laughs> they're right here. And yeah. uh, it's not incredible footage. It's kind of one of those where it's like, it's just a, a better story, where it's like, my goodness, those things came a long ways. And to close out, whether Coming through kind of an overgrown ridge top. Um, sorry for the yawn in the middle of the discussion. It is turkey season and it's late at night, so you're going to get probably a lot of yawns, but I'll try to avoid talking while yawning in the future. But um, And they come in and, you know, one of them acts like he sees something. I don't know if he did, but it's kind of like, I don't want to waste our time and figure out if he did or not, so let's just go ahead and take him. Yeah, because there so, was a lot of brush around. I had an yeah. opening there, so... 
didn't yeah. want to risk anything. For sure. And I think And then they and then the other two stuck around and gobbled and Yeah, so total on the morning, um I don't know how many turkeys we heard. Um <laughs> It was a fabulous weather day. Yes. I mean that helped a lot. But I know we heard one, and so I killed it, had another one come in. Then we had two more come in, and then we had three come in, which is seven birds uh, total on the day. And then um, we heard more birds. And so it uh, seemed like population is really good down there right now, um, and hopefully will continue being better and better as we do more habitat work. And, uh, you know, um, it's one of those where it's like, there's a lot of people singing the blues right now, like way worse this year than last year. Um, with, with, uh, basically, uh, social media, I, there's a lot of guys that I hear talking saying, I'm not, I'm not hearing as many turkeys. And not, not far from us. No, not at all. And so it is for us. It's been nothing but nothing but awesome. So um, we'll see if that continues. But uh, even even as far as a few days after our really amazing opening day, we took our dad out to hunt the family farm and <laughs> had got on birds that we did not hunt on opening day, and Dick couldn't hear on opening <clears throat> day. Yeah. So. We've been on birds pretty much from day one, and we ha- I haven't even been but twice. Um, you know, opening week is a fun week to go, but when you only have one tag, um, you're trying to manage your time co- accordingly. And so I'll probably be going this week again with Dad. Um, and we're trying to also limit you and I to one bird apiece on the farms. So now we've got to kill our other birds on other farms. Because uh, we're not trying to wear it out, and so um, not to say that shooting Tom is really going to do anything to the overall uh, population, but we do know if you shoot him, he's not going to be there to gobble next spring. And yeah. so um, we're kind of just trying to play it very, very conservatively, and let the turkeys just kind of do their thing. And we're going to have some guests come with us, so. That's why we're really trying to hold off and see how it goes. And we've got some Stratton guys coming up. We got one of our friends who's never killed a turkey coming. So we have other people that are going to go with us, and hopefully we're going to harvest some more birds. But I know the big thing was uh, really focused on habitat management and how much we've noticed the population rebounding pretty quickly for us. Um, Hopefully more people can do that. I think a big part of that has to do with not doing just food plots, but mainly um, burning and thinning the forest and and also um, early successional plant communities, trying to do some old field, disking, trying to spray out cool season grass, various things that attract insects. We've already noticed this spring and that being out and about how great some of this looks, some of the habitat looks, and I've talked about doing some videos highlight some of it after some burns and year old burns and stuff like that, that the habitat just looks amazing right now. That's right. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
But, man, I, I would encourage all of our listeners to go to our YouTube channel, check out our videos. Please subscribe and, and get notified. And uh, and just let us know what you think and comment to us. And, and uh, we're going to be back at it this week. And hopefully uh, we'll have... We'll have many more hunts to share with you in the future, and so far we're we're running pretty good, pretty good ratios right now. That's I've right. been I've been counting youth season four days, I think four days. Uh huh. And I've seen five turkeys die. Ah, that's a pretty good. That's a <laughs> pretty count, good. Uh, when you count ratio. Kansas today. Out here in Kansas. Uh-huh. Kansas turkey camp. Oh, yeah. You guys both, Matt and yourself, both killed one. Yep. How's it working out there now? Do you telecheck, or how do you check them in? They have an app now. Okay. No, it's a little different than Missouri's. You have to submit a picture oh. of the bird on there, but that's that was the main difference. That's cool. And you guys this are going to be out there again to... Um, yeah, we're hunting again... In the morning, we, we roosted some birds, not really on the property we're hunting, but they're close. And they were there this afternoon, I think. Like, they were around that area, so we may go after those. And we had some other birds that we may try to go after, too. So, huh. we've got some backup plans. We've got multiple plans, multiple options. So Awesome. Awesome. Well, good luck to you guys, and... Uh... Man, I hope everybody enjoys it. Be safe if you're still chasing turkeys. And uh, we'll catch you guys all next week. Yep.